Good morning and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice for this, the seventh Sunday after Trinity. Uh, I'm sorry that I was absent last week. I was recovering from a, a small indisposition, uh, but we are back. And our service begins with a short piece of music newly recorded by Henrietta. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent 
have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so the collect for the seventh Sunday after Trinity. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name, increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of your great mercy keep us in the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is from the prophecy of Jeremiah, chapter 23. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, says the Lord, God of Israel, Concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them and I will bring them back to their fold and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer, or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king, and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is taken from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 2. Remember, that at one time you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision, by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. In his flesh he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. 
He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances, so that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints, and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole structure is joined together, and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built together spiritually into a dying place for God. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away and did the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognised them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, People at once recognised him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, as you know, Francis and I went back home last week to our house in Bedfordshire, mainly to rest and recuperate from the last six months. We had telegraphed ahead, and to give credit where it is truly due, 
the two boys at home at the time, had worked like plough horses to clear up many months of their sole occupation. Still, there were some things they had abandoned and were not working, which they had deemed beyond their salvage. A downstairs bathroom, a couple of clocks and an unneeded study demoted to yet another junk room. They had not, as the Lord tells Jeremiah, attended to them. Now, I like repairing and restoring things, and these remnants came into my view to be refreshed. As part of our rescue, then, the study was swept clear of discarded chairs, books on the floor, the clocks were reappointed and wound and set to the right time, and the downstairs bathroom reinstated to a usable condition. Now, overall, I have to say we were not at all unhappy, rather the reverse, for very much at home was in good fettle. But in our reading from Jeremiah, it would seem that God was not happy. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, then I will gather the remnants. In recent weeks, the press has been replete with doom and gloom. Jeremiah, you might think, about the fate of the Church of England. The Spectator has been notably in the vanguard of the charge, but also Giles Fraser in Unheard and others, even in the Telegraph. Headlines have included the last chance for the Church of England. Much of this is not new, not simply a pandemic effect, but it has been brewing for years. However, it is rather difficult to escape the general view that we are the run. Well, if so, then this passage from Jeremiah is music to our ears. Let me quickly say that I am not presuming to judge or even make comment about our present shepherds. Some of them, after all, have only recently been raised up, and maybe the leaders we need. No, I'm pointing to the joy and promise and hope that the Lord is offering to his faithful people. I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands, and I will bring them back to their fold. They shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds who will shepherd them, and they will not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing. What a beautiful idea. I will raise up shepherds who will shepherd. This is all we need. Not strategies, not spreadsheets, not plans, nor maps, nor reviews, but shepherds. As you perfectly know from your own experience, and I have in my mind David Crombie, of whom I have heard many testimonials, your shepherds need not wear cassocks or collars or carry crooks. They need be amongst the flock. As I say, I do like restoring and repairing things, but the Church of England seems too big a project for me. But thankfully, it's not a project we need to be anxious over. In the millennia since the Lord spoke to Jeremiah, God himself has loved the remnant, restored the remnant, and renewed the vision of what it means to follow the Lord. And that is supremely joyful. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So uh, we come to our prayers and we pray for the church and the world and we thank God for his goodness to us. Father in heaven, we pray for your church in the world, particularly here in the Diocese of Norwich, as it adjusts to the new situations. And we ask you to draw alongside all those engaged in the numerous review processes which are underway and to be with our bishops, Graham, Alan and Jane, as they develop a new vision for their work in this place. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, for those affected by the flooding in Germany, in Belgium and in other parts of Europe, especially for the families of any who have lost their lives. Confronted once more with the effects of climate change, teach us, guide us, and energise us to make the changes we need to protect this world and all your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As school holidays approach, we remember, Lord, your welcome to children. And so we pray for the refreshment school children and teachers deserve, that they will find peace and enjoyment in new activities, and that they will be safe in all they do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all, as we begin the holiday season here in the Burnhams, help us to share our spaces generously with one another. And we pray that those who visit will walk softly and gently among us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we continue to pray for those we know who are ill, remembering that there are some who we don't know. And including in our prayers uh, this week, we pray for Jill Smith and John Lumley and John Crombie. We ask you, Lord, to draw alongside them and to heal them and to make them well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we do thank you for those who we have shared our lives with, but who we see no more. 
and we pray for the friends and families of those who have recently lost a loved one. Among those we pray now for the family and friends of Rodney Borrett and Keith Taylor, whose funerals will be on Monday this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, who through your Son Jesus Christ called us to abide in your laws and never to harbour resentment or ill-feeling in our hearts, help us to find ways of reconciliation and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we conclude our prayers with the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.